0: Raising the speed limit on the information superhighway. Talkzone.com.
1: Talkzone.com.
0: You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charme Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life.
2: You know, I just really believe, and Keith and I believe, that uh, the people of the world and the people of the United States do not understand the threat of radical uh, Islam fundamentalists and terrorism on uh, humanity. They People just don't realize... How big of a problem this truly, truly is. You know, it even seems
1: a lot of times I go, is this, is this real? You know, it boggles my mind. A lot of liberal thinking people are, seem to be more against the conservative thinking people and, and the responsibility of dealing with things than they are against the terrorists. And I just go, is that real? But it seems like that half the time.
2: You know, we're in these terrible loops of being concerned about politically correct rather than opening our eyes to what's really going on and dealing with problems. And why on a spiritual related show would we continue to bring on those who can talk about this is because as spiritual beings we need to be awake and alert to what's going on out there and... If you want any chance of surviving what's coming down the path not very long away, you need to have open spiritual eyes and a discernment in yourself about what's going on so that you can protect yourself best.
1: Yeah, you can make the wise better votes, better decisions. Uh, you know, it's it's good to have informed decisions rather than, Oh, I feel like this. Oh, don't bother me with that. I just want to do this today. And you, you slop that out, you know, strong enough, and your life just goes wayward, and you,
2: you're in harm's way. So we have had Waleed Shubat on our show a number of times. We love the guy dearly, deeply, for what he's committed his world, his life, his family to. Uh, he 24-7 is on the move trying to get this message out to the world, and he has again agreed to come back to our humble little show. I mean, this guy talks to, in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of the United States. We are always grateful to have him back. He's written, among other books, Why I Left Jihad. In fact, Walid is an ex-PLO terrorist who spent time in prison, uh, for be- being, <laughs> You know, a nasty guy until until, until he, his eyes opened wide and he realized what he was doing and he changed sides. So would you please welcome to the show Waleed Shubat, again, author of Why I Left Jihad. How you doing, Waleed?
0: I'm good, how are you?
2: We are good. We are so glad to have you back again.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me again.
1: You, you know, um, many years ago, we had uh, spirit guides, you know, spiritually we were pursuing getting our act together and, and serving God kind of thing. And some people were really rude and uh, saying really bad things about Jesus. And, you know, we'd just go, whoa, what do we do about this? And our spirit guide said, if Jesus isn't big enough, an advanced enough soul to just roll this off and, you know, go on about life and and bless people to what they create for themselves, then maybe he shouldn't be, uh, you know, we shouldn't even consider him. So he was saying this about any great people, you know, when small people ridicule them, you know, if they're great, they just let the small stuff roll off their back. Well, we just had the Netherland film, The Fitna uh, come out. Do you have things you want to say about that, or do you know about that?
0: Uh, I think I've seen it once. Uh, I don't recall. Left. I've seen so many things. Yeah. It's a it's a short uh, documentary. I think clip. It's not that long. Yeah. It, it doesn't have a lot of detail, but it's still pretty good. It's it's confronting, uh, you know, Islamism and everything else. But back to what you were saying, and you were saying that you you know uh, witnessed some ridicule because of your faith and standing for the faith. And I always like to argue and say, had you not encountered any ridicule in your faith, then uh, you're not doing anything. I mean, my argument is always that uh, Christ himself said uh, that he sends us a sheep amongst wolves. Right. And if you don't have wolves, then means you are not sheep.
1: Yeah, I I always remember, you know in the Bible it says, you know, are you hot or cold or lukewarm, because lukewarm isn't making it. That's right. It's And this doesn't mean radical, way off balance, destructive, it simply means, you know, your heart's full of the right direction.
0: Right, but many Christians, you know, well, many people who profess Christianity, yes. have they encounter nothing. They just go to the services on Sunday and go home and they're not active in their life and there's no one persecuting them. So. To those kind of people, I'm saying that maybe you're not a Christian because Jesus says I send you a sheep amongst wolves.
1: That's a good yeah, message.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wolves bite. Wolves scratch.
1: Wolves kill. Right.
0: And I'm talking about real persecution. You know, it doesn't have to be. You know, it doesn't have to be the persecution that people endure in communism or under Islamic world, but it, it could be in the West, in a, in a fashion of ridicule, mockery, smear campaign. That's those right. kind of things. Yeah. Just because, and you're going to get that.
1: Just because you hold your principles, there's going to be the dark side that starts uh, razzing you on it.
0: That's right. That's part of the deal, you know. Yeah. When you make that covenant with God, there's always this deal. You know, we don't read. Christians need to read the fine print of this covenant. Sure, you get salvation and all these beautiful things. You'll be rewarded, and, but you don't read the fine print. But you also be persecuted and everything else.
1: Right. It's it's because this world is not enlightened, and it really has a hard time. If you're enlightened very much, it it pushes its buttons. You, you know, I think that's a lot like <clears throat> why so many Muslim um, countries or people or whatnot are against the Jewish people. Back in the Bible, I think the Jewish were the ones of the of the brothers that succeeded, and the other brothers didn't succeed. Like the Jewish. You know, we're the chosen people because they followed the rules more, and the other ones, I think, are up in arms and jealous, so they want to kill the Jewish people rather than deal with maybe being more honorable, holy people. What val- validity do you think of that?
0: Well, I think it's very valid because I think it's the reverse. Uh, if we look at the Jewish concept, if you Talk to Jewish people. They say, you know, they have this tikkun olam, make the world a better place, Mm -hmm. or the preservation of life. Yeah, and you look at the Bible; it reflects that desire of God for us to preserve life. In fact, as I always say, that Christ said, "Honor your bodies as a living sacrifice." So life is very honored. In which you look at the reverse, the anti-Jewish, or in this case, the Islam. Uh, the uh, uh, dishonoring of life. Life is in, um, insignificant. You uh, you are you you offer your body as a dead sacrifice, and this is when you hear a lot more about you know shah- uh, Shaheeds and martyrdom yes. and this kind of movement. Because you know, in, in order for us to understand the difference between the Judeo-Christian concept of spirituality, uh, is when we look <coughs> at cults. When we look at all the cults. They all have many things in common. And what cults usually have in common is that dishonor of life, dishonor of women, and the concentration on wealth and power. And that's what you find in all of them. Islam basically concentrated on the power to conquer the whole earth, the whole world. And it goes contrary to what God had established after the rebellion in Babel and most people don't think that Babel this rebelliousness let's make a name for ourselves and let us become like God in essence and God is totally the opposite this is why he made many languages this is why he made borders and to human mindset this doesn't sound logical it sounds more logical to unite the world under one government Mm -hmm. unless you know the Bible unless you understand the true God you will see that what is logical to man if you're a Biblicist and you believe in the Bible, what is logical to man, you begin to, you begin to decipher and see how it is illogical to, to God. This is why we see things from a different scope when we're Christians. And this is why the world has a very difficult time understanding us because the things we say sounds foolishness to the world. And what the world does is foolishness to us.
2: Okay, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today is Waleed Shubat, author of, among other books, Why I Left Jihad. You know, uh, previously, Walid, the Christians uh, tried to do the same thing of killing anybody who isn't a Christian. Like, centuries ago, they did this. And now Islam is doing a similar thing. But what makes the difference between the Christians and the Islams?
0: Well, there, there's a huge difference. Uh, it's the difference between two cups of punch. One is pure punch, and the other one is also pure punch. But in the process, I added one drop of cyanide. (laughs) (laughs) little difference there. Yes, and I said, bon appétit, one. And he said, well, you know, I want to drink the one without the cyanide. I said, no, 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 drink the other one. After all, it only has one drop of cyanide. Your system should be able to kind of, you know, filter it, and you'll be fine. Would you drink such a concoction? I don't think so. And it's the same concept. It has lots of good things, but it has this element of poison. And the element of poison in the case of Islam is the main thing, is that is the elimination of what happened in the story of the garden. And that's what was the problem for me when I began to read the Bible. I was confronted with the story in the garden in two elements. The first element is that God is going to offer from the seed of the woman a savior, that's the virgin birth, that's the Messiah. And uh, God will put enmity between Satan and the woman, in which we see this in cults, especially in Islam. This is why you see Islam give less rights to women. Islam treats women in a way that they say in the Quran, Nisa'ukum hirthun lakum, which means your wives are the plow fields, which means they are only a field, to take the seed of the male and to grow life. In other words, there is no element of a seed from the woman in the Qur'an. This is missing, even scientifically, because the Muslims are so proud about the Qur'an having so many scientific discoveries and all these things. It's not true because you don't find the seed of the woman in the Qur'an, but you find it in the Bible. It has its respect. So the woman has a seed and the man has a seed. So life is being given to us and how it is accomplished by God in the Bible in which in the Quran it's missing the other half and that is the woman and that is the Messiah his virgin birth the need for redemption the need for us uh, to believe in and trust in God's works not our works but the Islam made it in a way that Muslims will reject the concept of atonement that means how could somebody die for the sins of another and this is the argument that Muslims use all the time you know why should somebody else? Die and suffer for your sins. We should be responsible and die and suffer for our own sins. We should work hard in our life in order to basically uh, atone for ourselves in this case. Well, that doesn't seem to work when you ask a basic question from any human being. If the preservation of life is dependent on your work, and, 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 and Jesus cannot die for the sins on your behalf, then animals should not die for your own sustenance, Because these innocent innocent animals, you know, had nothing to do with your mistakes in life or with your hunger. They have a right to live as well, so as much as you starve to death. In other words, you cannot sustain life unless there is a gift that is offered, unless an innocent dies for the sustenance of mankind. So the message of the gospel is in every way, in every aspect, that we look around life and we see it. It's all around us. Okay, we we need to go to a break.
2: You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Our guest today, Walid Shubat, Why I Left Jihad. Stay with us. We have more.